Hey everyone, so this is Zach popping in before the show because um, you, if you're looking just at our feed, you'll notice we did the Legends of Crimson Vow, we did the pre-con decks for Crimson Vow, and you are missing the main deck cards for Crimson Vow. Well, I'll tell you, that is because we were guesting on the Legendary Creature podcast. We talked with Kyle and Andy about all the main deck cards we were excited about, and if you kind of were bummed that we were so down on the Legends, then you probably won't be bummed with how we are about the main deck cards, because there's like actually a ton of stuff to love. Um, a lot of the reasons the set might be bad for Limited is also one of the reasons that it's kind of cool for Commander, so... Uh, who would have guessed? But that is over there. I do want to give a warning. Um, they cuss, we cuss. So if you are used to our very clean podcast, then maybe uh, brace yourself. I do think there's good insights. It's not like we're just like sailors the whole time. But just something to know if you are driving with the kids or um, or that's something that can offend you. This episode is very special. We just did a little dispatch from the floor while we were playing a game at MTG Las Vegas. It was put on by Channel Fireball. It was a blast. As we'll talk about, we felt really safe and uh, got to meet a bunch of uh, old friends, make a bunch of new friends, and just kind of see what there was to see. Me and Nick definitely have a new kind of target when it comes to like the state of commander um new ideas about it so all of that said uh here is the episode and uh, i hope you enjoy it it's a little bit different than what we normally do since we are playing a game as we're recording uh, i made it sound a little bit better so you can actually hear everybody um but that's it so enjoy <laughs> And welcome to the Commander Theory Podcast. I'm Nick Beatman. I'm here with my friend, Zach Mack. Hello, theorists. <laughs> so as you can probably tell from the background noise, uh, we are not in our normal recording uh, setup. Well, where are we today, Zach? Yes, yeah, so we are in Vegas at Magic or MTG Vegas. And we are here with a new friend and an old friend <laughs> as someone... Uh, from the patron who we got to meet up with for the first time. So uh, I don't know if you want to say hi, Jason. Introduce yourself a little bit. Hi, uh, yeah. Thank, thanks for letting me be here. I'm Jason Belk, and I'm really enjoying being here in Vegas. Yeah, and then we're playing a game as we're doing this, and we have a, a number four. Do you want to introduce yourself real quick? <laughs> My name is PJ. I'm just a regular guy. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to have a good time. Uh, we got Adeline, Will Helt, Volo. And then a Dargo Malcolm pair all sitting down. So we kind of just wanted to talk about our experiences here in the command zone at MTG Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, so it's a couple things I really want to cover today, like the, I mean, the quality of the games we've had, uh, how well Rule Zero conversations have worked, uh, some interesting tech, some interesting builds we've seen. So there's been, uh, it's been really interesting and informative to get this slice of the commander metagame um, so I, I, Zach I guess I'll kick it to you what are how have your rule zero conversations gone and what would you say the games you've played have been like here in Vegas yeah I mean I feel like I've been having a pretty good time like uh, a lot of the people that I played with were uh, oh no <laughs> 
a lot of the people that I played with were pretty just happy to be there, pretty just happy to be here at like a big event and play. Um, the Rule Zero conversations, I feel like, weren't the most, like, uh, untap up, keep draw, uh, weren't the most fruitful necessarily, but it didn't really matter because for the most part, like, unlike in 2019, uh, there was a lot less, I feel like, people just coming into, like, pub stomp. If that makes sense. It seemed to me, it seemed like there's a lot of people that uh, just wanted to have fun <laughs> and play Commander. So even though the Rule Zero questions kind of devolved to like, oh, I'm playing a seven, even if I asked like, are you playing with fast mana? Are you playing with the combos? Do you are you okay with counter spells? Like, it kind of went back to, well, I'm playing a seven. Gotcha. Uh, I've actually had a different experience. Oh. Oh no! Uh, Jason's missing land drops right now. <laughs> um, so I actually had a different experience. My rule zero conversations have been pretty productive. Um, just talking about whether we had combos, how much control we devoted our decks to. Um, that has worked out pretty well for me. And I honestly don't think I've had a bad game yet in in you know several days of playing. Well, that's good because I'm attacking you for two. Okay. Well, you know, that could change by the end of this recording. Yeah, um, yeah generally it's been um, really great. I've gotten to play all my decks and found, like, pods that match the power level of each one of those without anyone really being too strong. No, I like that. That's great. Jason, how has your experience been playing against, I mean, generally a lot of strangers here? Has it been fruitful for you? Yeah, yeah, I think for me it's been over, like, I'd say a majority positive experience. I played one game through the uh, Constructed Commander matchup th through the system, uh, and, you know, we had a good friendly game. Uh, I'd say three out of the four players, myself included, had similar power levels. The other person had a Simic Extra Turns deck. But the funny part was one of the other people had copied their Chaos Wand and kept doing the Extra Turns from their Mono Red deck. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, yeah. Chaos Wand is so good. We got Adeline's coming in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, apart from that, just kind of the casual games that I think I've played with strangers as well as people from different podcasts, and I, I, it's just been a blast to meet people in person and, 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 and just do the gathering part of Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I'll, I'll credit. Um, I think that Channel Fireball has done really well with sort of communicating what the expectations are for like the different points at that like 10 point power level scale. I think everyone here generally has a pretty good idea of what those different points mean. Um, and like last time we were here in Vegas, we were here for in 2019 for Command Fest Vegas. And that time, like everyone thought their deck was a seven, but yes. in the intervening years, like the communication has been so good that like people are like getting more nuanced like oh my, most of my decks are like five or six i have like one nine like people are better at identifying where their decks fall on that spectrum and, and i'd say one thing that the organizers did i wasn't here for the, it was my first event but from what i understand the previous one there was incentives to win and you get more prizes for commander where this time the constructed one you get a prize just by playing and yeah. so, so i think that helped incentivize people just yeah. Playing for the sake of playing and, and not worrying about the outcome of the game. Yeah, De definitely. Like last time, uh, you know, they just gave everyone points and sort of let them decide how to distribute them. And and while generally, well, generally, like most people would just 
leave with the tickets they came in, there was definitely some pub stomping going on and like people trying to take more than their share of ticks. Um, but this time, the, the norm has definitely been almost pretty much every game I played, you walk out with the ticks you came in with. Uh, and that's been great. So I think that's also contributed to why it's been so evenly matched in terms of power level. All right, well, I'm going to cast Molten Echoes. I agree with that. <laughs> Pass the turn to Nick. But I think uh, I think what Jason said about the prizes also helps a lot. It really does seem like there's been, especially through the whole pandemic, like this idea of like community, community building. Like you don't know what you got till it's gone type deal. And it really feels like the people who I've been playing with kind of are just really excited to be playing. Um, PJ, do you have anything you'd want to say about that? Any experiences? Like, have you been generally having good like pregame conversations? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm from Hawaii. We don't have a whole. I mean, I live in a small island. We don't have a whole lot of commander going on in there. So being out here is just. I'm I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Seeing a new ad line and one token, then one token each. I take it. All right. I will block the token. Okay. Take the ad line. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, give me one sec. I'm going to mirrored landscape and then... Insofar as decks we've seen this weekend, um, I've seen a mix of, like, pretty inventive, off-the-wall stuff mixed in with, like, two other flavors. Like, upgraded precon is a really big one I've seen. And just kind of cookie-cutter? I don't know exactly how to say it. Like, kind of... If you were to like EDH wreck the commander, that's what the deck would look like. Okay. So Those like are the three kind of flavors. Average lists and upgraded pre-cons. Those are pretty common. Yeah, but there's, there's been a little bit more wackiness than I even last time. Uh, there's kind of a joke at um, G or Magic Fest Vegas in 2019 that like, if you're in the CDH section, it was uh, Thrasios Timna, and if you're in the casual, it was Vile Smasher and Thrasios. <laughs> Uh, that's not the case now. Like even people playing um, goofy brews are kind of. Uh, oh, I have to sack a creature. Whoops, Stargo, bye. Um, even people playing wacky brews. That's true. <laughs> the wacky brews are still interesting. Uh, I saw a guy kill me with exponential, or he tried to kill me with exponential uh, Essex fractal bloom tokens. So, like, it, it, there's a lot more stuff in the format. I really feel like there's been a good push towards... Uh, it really does seem like people are kind of building into the spaces that Wizards is carving out for them, which is cool. Do you think any of that has to do with the diversity of Legends that have come out in the past two years, as opposed to, you know, just yeah. the sheer amount of buildable things options where previously you, every year you might have like less than 10 options of things that were actually worth building yeah i i do actually because uh uh well first i'm going to play biden Athas and attack some people <laughs> uh, get two more also like the sheer number of pre-cons that are being released i think contributes to that like previously you only got like you know five entry points per year or four in some years I would also say like the precons themselves, not just the number, but like the direction they they've gone, or yeah, how easy they to swap. They're, they're easy to swap cards out. Where like something like Anji Falconrath or Morph, you're you're struggling to add new cards into it, or oh, yeah, you play like, enough times like okay, I've kind of done this thing. Versus people like zombies, people like yeah. um, artifacts for Warhold, and you know, other stuff that people are already doing, and they have new ways to do it. 
That's a great point. Like the the newer pre-cons are certainly, but Jason, I think you're absolutely right about the newer pre-cons being less narrowly focused. There, there are things like, for example, tribal decks for popular tribes. Those are going to get new members with almost every set. So it is easier to, you know, be excited about new sets, like constantly make changes to your decks. Whereas, like, I, I totally agree with what you said. I have a Kadena Morphs deck, and it's been static for <laughs> a couple years now. Yeah. Yeah, which kind of shows me that people like changing their lists. They like the idea of, like, upgrading, which is something that, like, uh, just my neuroses never really care about. Like, if I have a deck that stays static for a while, like, I've never really cared about that. Oh, heck yeah. Sack something. Hold on, how many zombies you got, Zach? Oh, yes, that's true. Goodbye, Wiley Goblin. Yeah, I'd say the only kind of, I don't say negative experience I had, but like kind of unusual one was that I just finished a game. We had a pod, our constructed pod, and it was myself and one of the leftover players. And there's two very young players who came over, one with Urza, another one with another CDH deck archetype. And I said, hey, I'm looking for casual. And I started shuffling my deck, and then they said, oh, no, no, we don't have time. I'm like, uh. They wanted a 15-minute game. I was, like, oh. I, was, I was like, if you don't have time for me to shuffle, then I, maybe we're looking for different types of games. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, the, honestly, like the closest thing I had to a negative experience um, was I, I played against someone who had an Urza, but like Sea Monsters deck, so a little bit more casual than most Urza lists. Um, but he dropped a uh, Back to Basics on like turn three when I was running a uh, five color, you know, like my mana base had basically no, <laughs> no yeah. non-basic lands in it, or it was entirely basic, non-basic lands. Um, but then actually something really cool happened. One of the other players who was like, it, it was like mono blue Urza, mono red, mono green, and then me with the five color deck getting absolutely hosed by the back to basics. And, <laughs> but then the mono green player actually like, just blew up the back to basics so that I could continue to play the game. Yeah. So, like, I really appreciated, like, the sort of community aspect of it and, like, the desire that everyone at the table get to play Magic and have fun. Like, I think that was really out in full strength here at, uh, at MTG Las Vegas. Well, I guess the one thing that I've noticed is, like, on the casual end of people here, the games just take a really long time. I'm all done, yeah. So I played a game yesterday, and people were like, oh, we want something more casual. So we all played a pretty casual list, and uh, the game just kind of dragged on. There was a Feather, there was a Zada, but like a very casual Zada, like mega budget. Um, the owner of the deck was really nice and loved playing Magic. The game just kind of lasted forever, and then there's an Aminato. No one could really win. Um, that was like... In some part because I host the Feather player, who was the the uh, kind of the best deck at the table, but also like they they were still doing things the whole time. It was kind of just like a lot of people trying to figure out like how their deck worked or like blocking poorly or things like that. Which isn't to say that like uh, the game was necessarily bad. Uh, definitely, people got like tired by the end of the game, and it really made me realize like probably some of the feedback that wizards get and why they're pushing some of the designs now is for players like that so being that commander is kind of synonymous with like casual kitchen table play now 
when they print these big commanders that are like 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 look at um AC of Tyre Nagaira Straits, the Simic one that everyone was mad at that wasn't Sea Monsters. Like that card just is powerful. It does what it says. You play the lines, you draw the card, and if you're a new player, that helps you out because you don't have to like like work as hard to make the thing. You know? At least from what I understand, I know for us more dedicated players, the new commanders that say trigger once per turn are not exciting. But I think yeah. maybe for newer players who keeping track of triggers might not be a hobby they enjoy. That that, yeah. that that could be an upside, maybe for casual people. Definitely. I mean, I got in, got into like a kill spell war, um, and then one of the players was just like really impressed. <laughs> so, not just like that was great, and th those guys were great, and we had great games. But um, it did really kind of shine a light on like why wizards might be designing the way they have been the last few years, and I hope it kind of seems like like Plus we one. mentioned earlier with the precons. Indestructible salamander. It kind of seems like they've hit the sweet spot in regards to like commander design now. Like powerful, like Wilhelm is very powerful for casual playgroups. He kind of does what he says. He gives you tokens. He draws you cards, but you can still build around him, and he's not oppressive like some of the other like made for commander commanders we've gotten in the last few years. Are you at three? Nick is now at three over the course of this this recording. Oh, you blocked. Ask me again about uh, if I've had any bad games. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Um, I actually didn't, no, we're even, good. I didn't even realize you were that low. I was just attacking him with the Dargo. <laughs> yeah, it happens. I guess any other insights or anything that we kind of learned on this trip? Because we don't need to keep this recording going for too long. Uh, yeah, just I'm so glad that, uh, you know, we got to have, that we're having events again. It's been a very long time and I've missed going out to cons or, or big tournaments and yes. meeting new people, uh, you know, seeing familiar faces. So really happy that we're kickstarting these in a way that's safe for everyone because uh, here in Vegas, it's pretty much a, a like, I don't know if it's a city mandate or a county mandate, but everyone's required to wear masks at all times indoors. Uh, in order to get into the tournament, you have to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. So I feel very safe despite being around so many people. And, I, uh, you know, it is a little challenging to recognize people with masks yeah, with, on. If they're wearing hats or sunglasses and a mask, it's yeah. pretty challenging. Yeah. Uh, but still, I'm, I'm so happy we were able to come out and I'm really looking forward to the next big event. Yeah, uh, me and Nick are going to keep trying to come out to events and meet all you listeners and meet other people like PJ. Yes, please or... come out. We will announce in advance if we're going to be somewhere, and we would love to meet more of you. Yeah, um, but I think for now uh, we're going to close up the recording, uh, finish this game, play a little more, and uh, we'll talk to you all later. So uh, thank you for listening. All right. Bye, everyone. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Hmm. All right, talk to y'all later. Hello, one more time. This is Zach, and I am popping in just to remind you that the Legendary Creature Podcast is where you will find our review for the main deck cards for Crimson Vow. So if you want to listen to that, just go on over to their channel. I'm going to link that in the show notes for this episode. I also want to thank all of our patrons because literally like it, we would not be able to do this. We wouldn't be able to go to events and record like we did if it weren't for all of you guys. So um, I want to say thank you to Jason for meeting up with everybody. 
Um, we got to jam a bunch of games. We got to hang out uh, with other podcasters, content creators. Um, it was really fun and really cool. And with that said, thank you to Gustav, Ryan, Addison, Rick, Raphael, Kyle Laser, Charlotte, the White Clays, Hannah, Andy, James, Logan, Roger, Evan, Bryce, Dylan, Benjamin, Jamie, Matthew, Jason, Kyle, Brandon, Kevin, Kaidel. Jeremy, Russell, Dylan, John, John, Micah, Troy, Roxanne, Brian, Charles, Daniel, Andrew, Leon, Jason, Paul, Johan, and Jonathan. Woo. Um, now, we love y'all. Thank you for the support. Thank you for joining our Discord server, which is like one of my favorite servers. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not saying that to toot our horn. Like, you all make it amazing. You all have great opinions. Um, everyone helps each other with deck lists. We uh, talk about things really civilly that are going on in, in just the zeitgeist of the commander community. And honestly, like it's a bunch of different thought thoughts too. It's not just a big echo chamber. There's a bunch of people feel differently. I really don't like Brina and there's a bunch of people in there who do like Brina or uh, Nick really doesn't like Goad, but um, there's a bunch of us in there that kind of are Goad fanatics. So you kind of get more takes than just you hear on the podcast and that helps us be better and it i think hopefully helps everyone in the discord process information and make good decisions too so thank you again to all our patrons if you would like to become a patron you can find us at patron.com slash commander theory and then a bunch of other links i'm going to put in the show notes so uh, i'm going to stop talking now Uh, goodbye if any of you theorists want to get in touch with us i am at commander theory on twitter and tumblr and Zach is at Fat Bartleby on Twitter. Our theme song is Lincoln Continental by Entropy, and you can check him out on SoundCloud. Until next time, we're going back to the drawing board.